This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this uh, today, and how was your weekend? Uh, doing good, man. Just uh, got up not too long ago, just catching up on some sleep from the long week, and uh, weekend was fun. Well, you know, I worked Saturday, so that wasn't a whole lot of fun, but uh, our uh, trash co- or our uh, cardboard compactor, which has been broken as long as my vehicle, finally fixed. So hooray for my Costco peeps there. And uh, yesterday was great, man. Uh, hung out with uh, friends and uh, and my family. Watched some football. The Broncos beat the Patriots. How do you not love that? Exactly. So that was my that was mine. How about you, bud? You know, I uh, had a, a busy Saturday and sort of a lazy Sunday, but uh, got to sleep in on Saturday. Got to sleep in a little bit uh, yesterday as well. Um, but you know what? We are back with a brand new series of shows this week and uh, ready to kick things off on the week for you guys, the listeners. And, uh, you know, it's it's I, I say it every day that we've got a wonderful show lined up for you, but we really, really do have a wonderful show lined up for you. Before we get there, wanted to uh, start off the show the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, Tony. Um, Obviously, we connect via Zoom here. Uh, I don't know if there's any other aspect in your life where you have to do Zoom meetings or Zoom calls or conferences, but it is sort of a way of life for people in this day and age, you know, given that, uh, you know, the era of coronavirus or whatever you want to call it. But uh, what are some of the things not to do when you are on a Zoom meeting? Uh, well, don't walk around with uh, <laughs> with your wang dang out and like stand up. Like just you know, some people are like, "Cool, I don't have to wear pants. I just need a top." And then you stand up, and no, you know, no one else wants to see it. Um, just know people are watching. You don't want to pick your nose, I guess, unless you want to be funny. Uh, you know, and you definitely, if you're gonna say something about somebody else on the call, you make sure you hit the mute button because <laughs> everybody hears it. So there's just a couple ideas that come to mind, you know. That's fair. That's fair enough. Well, uh, in this case in Baltimore County, noises that sounded like a sexual encounter were heard during a Baltimore County school board meeting on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. 
<laughs> Something with that. Uh... Oh, oh we're not working. Don't worry. We'll just keep rolling. There it, we go. It didn't fire up. It's, it's problem, not not ours. Someone with WMAR2 News heard the noises on the recording before it was deleted. The Board of Education of Baltimore County and Superintendent Dr. Daryl Williams said they are very concerned about the incident that happened near the end of the Board of Education meeting Tuesday night when inappropriate audio was heard by those in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> board, of- <laughs> board officers Kathleen Causey and Julie Hen have consulted with the superintendent, board council, and have contacted the Maryland Office of the Inspector General of uh, for Education to investigate. The information available at this time indicates that numerous individuals, in addition to board members, were online at the time. They do not know if someone hacked the meeting. However, that will be part of the investigation. Recordings of board meetings constitute the official record. As, a, as advised by board counsel, the board directed uh, that the inappropriate portion be deleted from the publicly available recording, but has directed the superintendent and his staff to preserve the original recorded version for further inspection as part of any investigation. So, uh, wowzers! Yeah, it sounds like uh, <laughs> either they were truly hacked, or somebody, you know, it was a, it was a late night meeting, and somebody was uh, multitasking, if Getting you will. Frisky, yeah, like <laughs> maybe it was a husband wife duo. It's like, hey, you've got this is this is it. I gotta go to bed. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, that's funny. I knew there was problems with Zoom in the beginning where uh, people were hacking and tossing up uh, images a la Fight Club and things like that. So, Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's funny because they recommend that uh, everybody on a meeting uh, institute a password. Okay. Seems easy enough. But, of course, depending on who you give the password out to, depends on who can get into the meeting and, and do certain things. Uh, now, if they capture the video of it, they should be able to tell who was uh, at least part of the problem because it pops right, up a little window. The big, of, yeah, yeah. The who's giveaway talking box every time you're the one talking. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But uh, in any case, you know, folks, when you are on a Zoom meeting, just be a little bit careful about your surroundings, what you're doing in the background, and what other people are doing around you. Now, I mentioned a little bit earlier, we have a wonderful show lined up for you guys today. It is a Monday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. Hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. No more Mondays. But since it is Monday, we have our new weekly segment, Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. We have a segment called We Can All Relate. Our call-in topic today is the worst horror movie ever. Plenty to choose from. We have another edition of the Phoenix Tank. Yes, we uh, go over Kickstarter gadgets to see if Tony is willing to invest. We have up this day. down them. <laughs> exactly. We have this day in history, and Tony's up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! 
Wowzers! With crits starting as low as 11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, did Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, October 19th. Now we have a little thing uh, called the Phoenix Line. It's a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Uh, maybe you can tell us how your weekend was. Maybe you enjoyed the football games over the weekend. We were just talking a little fantasy football on the break. But in any case, uh, you can call about anything whatsoever on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together and put them up in a future show. Now to the second segment of this show, and you guys know what that means. Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, October 19th. Let's bust into the Filippo Fast Five. All right. Spider-Man fans rejoice. At Expo Cine 2020, Sony Pictures has allegedly said that we will get our first look at Spider-Man Far From Home sequel in December 2020. Here's hoping, true believers. (laughs) Actor Michael B. Jordan, a.k.a. Eric Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther and his team Outlier Society have signed on to produce DC's upcoming Static Shock movie. Uh, Hey, Christian, what time is it? Uh, Tool time? It is tool time! (laughs) Home Improvement star Zachary Ty Bryan was arrested over the weekend for allegedly strangling his girlfriend. Uh He played Brad in the show, just as you guys wanted to know. Brad. Yikes. You said that, and I love the fact that you said it was tool time. That that text made me crack up. (laughs) The story behind it, not so much, but nonetheless. (laughs) Elvira has a new comic book series, if anyone cares, called Omega Ma'am. It's on the way. And for those who don't know Elvira, she's the uh, spooky mistress of the night. That's uh, she's very around Halloweeny. Halloween. Oh my God! Who the hell is? Exactly. She's got like ninety-year-old ginormous coconuts yeah. at this point. Hey, Chihuahua. And lastly, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays have set this year's World Series. Fun fact: the Seattle Mariners are the only MLB team to never ever play in the World Series and the San Diego Padres and my Colorado Rockies the Texas Rangers, Tampa Bay Rays and Milwaukee Brewers have all played in the series but never won and if the Rays win this year which would be a tough task against the Dodgers but if they do they'll be the, this will be the first time that another franchise of, that two franchises have won their first world championships back to back last year the washington nationals won their very first so interesting fun baseball facts as we go in 
to the October Classic. Now, we roll into the actual entertainment news, aside from the little sports news I like to throw in there from every once in a while. So, Christian, you said you went to the box office this weekend, and you guys went and saw The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, how was that box office perform? Uh, like, what was the atmosphere and uh, capacity like? Um, it was better than last week when we went to see Hocus Pocus, but uh, it was still pretty sparse. I mean, there were maybe 10, eh, 15 other people in the theater uh, to see it, and not a lot of people in the actual lobby itself. It was a dollar movie, so I can't imagine they made a whole lot of money, but you know, we bought concessions, tried to help out where we could. Awesome. Did you happen to notice that there was any new movies playing? Yeah, there was that new uh, Taken 6 or Taken 7 with Liam Neeson. Whatever that movie was, uh, that was the well, only new one I noticed. I'm glad, I'm glad you noticed that because uh, that movie with Liam Neeson is called Honest Thief, and that was the number one movie at the box office this weekend. All right. Uh, it, it played about uh, 2,300 screens. Um, it, uh, I'm going to cut all the crud in here and just basically tell you that uh, it has uh, just Liam Neeson. It basically is uh, taken, I mean, to the T. That's all Liam Neeson movies are anymore. Right. Taken um, in a plane, but, taken on a train, <laughs> taken... Yeah. And this one was, this time he was the thief, but then he had a conscience, and then they went after his family, and now he's out for revenge. Does he have that a certain set of skills? <laughs> what was that? Does he have a certain set of skills? Yeah, same, the same set of skills that he has in all of them. <laughs> I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to find you. I'm going to take you out. Um, so that brought in $3.7 million, and I don't mind those movies. They are getting uh, very much the same, so you know what to expect. But right. hey, it's a new movie. Definitely wouldn't mind seeing that. And so, at least it uh, got number one at the box office. Nothing yeah, like you having can't a go new movie. Yeah. That. You don't want a new movie to come out just to be beat by uh, you know some old flick. Yeah, and it almost did. Nightmare Before Christmas brought in $1.3 million this weekend. So. Um, actually not too far behind it. So um, it, it definitely beat it out. It doesn't give me actually a top 10. It seems like they didn't throw that in my article this week. But uh, it, rounding out the top five was uh, Tenant, of course, is still in there in third place. Uh, in second place was another new movie called um, Open Road. Okay. I've never heard of that, Me but neither. it has Kate Walsh and Jai Courtney. So okay. uh, that ended up with one million in number three. So and Hocus Pocus uh, was the number five movie. Okay, it's kind of a jaunty little article. It doesn't have it in order, but uh, yeah, Unhinged is still there. New Mutants, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, go support local movies. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait till we get real box office reports. Oh, I know. Um, Theaters trying to stay alive. What are some ideas you think would be good to uh, to stay afloat aside from showing uh, classic flicks, you think? I don't know how much else they can do. I mean, they're doing everything they can, discounted movie tickets. I mean, we paid a, a buck a piece. There was a processing fee, but, you know, for five tickets, we paid 15 bucks total. And, uh, you know, concessions, discounted concessions. Uh, the Galaxy Theater actually has started doing something really smart here where they will rent out an entire theater for you for $99. Up to 20 people can join. So if you've got 20 friends, 
And uh, then you can choose from any number of movies that they have to choose from. So anything from recent to old. And uh, that would be fun as sort of a, a small get together. If you've got 20 friends, you go to the movies for 20 bucks. Uh, I mean, uh, 10 bucks a piece. No, $5 a piece. 20 friends, 99 bucks to rent out a whole theater for you and, and no and outside. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was just about to tell you. Exactly the same price because AMC and Cinemark are doing the same model. $99 gets you a whole screen for you and your friends, up to 20 people, but you just got to be six feet apart. That's all oh, they ask. Oh, good uh, you for can, you. You can also have uh, current movies for $149. Food can also be catered for an additional fee of 250 I don't see too many people buying into this, but hey, you got to love that they're thinking outside the box. Um. This last weekend, too, uh, John McClane, uh, a.k.a. Bruce Willis, a.k.a. Die Hard, had been teased, and they'd been showing commercials. Did you see any of this over no, the weekend? No, not at all. So, so they showed a commercial with, uh, they said, the world's greatest action hero is coming back, and it just kind of teased it. So we were like, whoa, are you getting a whole new Die Hard? Oh, my gosh, you know? Well, he's back. John McClane is back. Only not what you think. It's just for a commercial. Die Hard batteries are back. They're available at AutoZone and Advanced Auto Parts. So there's a commercial going out. It's a little mini action film with Bruce Willis. It has him in Argyle, who is, ooh, he has gained some weight. Has he really? And, And he's driving the old. It's a fun commercial. So if you're a big fan of the original Die Hard, Argyle's driving around the limo. It's exactly the old limo from the original Die Hard. It shows Bruce Willis in a vent. And uh, at the end, uh, Argyle says, yippee Kai. He goes, whoa, that's my line. <laughs> so it's very cheesetastic, but it's all the hype up the fact that Die Hard batteries are back. So uh, check that out. You can find that on any social media site uh, and all that stuff. Just a slow weekend entertainment news that I had to throw that in. Well, to be fair, we are um, getting closer to Christmas, and Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't care what anybody says. It is I a agree. Christmas movie. Do you know Bruce Willis does not think it is? I heard that when he... Well, yeah. The roast of Bruce Willis, he said it wasn't. Yeah, right? uh, it is a Christmas movie. Yeah. I agree. Um, so we talked about this on Friday, that Dexter uh, is coming back to Showtime with a limited 10-episode uh, uh, run. Well, there's more news that came out that uh, not only is it bringing it back for the 10-part limited series, um, which was already a surprise for us Dexter fans, uh, but this time, like most shows that, you know, reboot and stuff, or they come back, they kind of ignore the obvious and just, it's like a complete reboot. And this is not going to be Dexter season 9, 10 years, or however many years have passed by. This is going to keep that original crappy ending. Only they're going to build upon it and hopefully right that wrong. Okay. And they're actually going to be set in modern time. It's going to take place in 2020. It's going to, or 2021, whenever it comes back, it's going to be set in real time. What's going on in the events of the world now and where Dexter is at today versus being, spoiler alert, Mr. Lumberjack. So for fans of the show (laughs) should be happy to know that they're just going to make, they will hope to make the right of the wrongs. They don't, they're not going to go back and say like, it didn't, this exist, didn't happen. Right. Deb's not gonna magically show back up and be alive. Like 
it, none of that's going to happen. All those things from the past are totally going to be there. But that's that, man. So good news for Dexter fans. And uh, we got about 40 seconds to bust into some birthdays. It's my Oh, geez, it's not loading. So, oh, no. It's not, I know. It, go figure. Hold on one sec. Birthdays today. Zach Efron, 33. Lindsey Vaughn is a skier and Olympian, 36. She's also from Colorado. Trey Parker of South Park, 50. John Lithgow um, from Dexter, 74. Lord Farquaad. Eminem, 48. Holly Holm, UFC fighter, 39. Those are your fast celebrity birthdays for October 19th. Happy birthday, kids. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is uh, our new normal Monday segment, Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, October 19th. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo eighty one. Now, uh, as we do each and every Monday, at least we've started since last Monday, Tony's going to take us through an exploration of where kids can be humorous, funny, or in this case, creepy. It is another edition of Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. (laughs) Monday. It's this time again. Chris, obviously you have kids. Um, has there been ever a time where the kid, where like uh, the little Phoenix brothers, have ever just said something to you where it just kind of creeped you out? Where you're like, Ooh. nothing they've ever said specifically, but there was a time when uh, you know Corbin was younger and we used to watch the Star Wars movies together, and he loved them, and he had to have this Darth Vader mask. And so we got it for him, and <laughs> it played sounds. You know, I am your father. You know, join me, and you know. And then it did the breathing as well. Well, there was one time where he came in early, early in the morning over to the side of the bed wearing the Darth Vader mask, comes about three inches from my face and pushes the button and it goes. (laughs) And my eyes shot open. It scared the crap out of me. That was about the creepiest thing he's ever done. Uh, that actually is pretty damn funny. Um, we'll have to save that for a topic down the line. Things so that somebody did that scared the living crap out of you. I like it. As I we like go it. into that. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, but yeah, so here's a, here's a bunch of stories of, uh, just kids not inadvertently being creepy, but saying things that just kind of creeped out their parents. So, uh, Fair enough. uh, we have, we have, uh, Amy. Oh, Amy Amon from Facebook. She said, when my husband was deployed, 
My two-year-old slept in my bed with me. One night, he pointed next to me and whispered, There was a monster there. I said, It's okay. Whenever you feel scared, just say a little prayer. So I started to say one. Then he put his hand on my mouth to stop me and whispered, Shh, he doesn't like that. <laughs> that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's freaky, right? That's like something straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. Like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Serena, Serena Roth has uh, mentioned here, my two-year-old daughter was playing with her toy kitchen, and I saw that she put a plastic baby figure in one of the pans and was sautéing it. When I told her, we don't cook babies, she said, it's okay, it's just to take the skin off. How about no? <laughs> You're not, it's not what we do. A little future Dexter child right there. Yeah. Uh, Christy uh, mentions here, when my two-year-old daughter and I moved into our first home, she once came over and gave me a hug with her arms really tight around my neck. I pulled away and said, ow. Why would you do that? She pointed across the room at nothing and said, that man's doing it to that man. Which is kind of weird because kids do, they, you know, you see things. It's like dogs, right? Your right. dogs see some stuff. So, Well, and kids are always the creepiest part of movies as well. You know, the, the little girl in Poltergeist, they're here. Hey, Red Rum. Right. Because sometimes you're like, oh, kids and their imagination. Cute. Uh, well, the official mistake here. Uh, one day, uh, the girl I babysat was playing with her dolls, and she ripped her head. She ripped the head off one and put it in a box. I looked inside the box, and there was a whole bunch of stray heads in there. I asked her what she was doing this for, and she replied, practicing. to say I don't think she babysat that girl again. <laughs> you, you know uh, when they say to, to watch out for certain behaviors in kids, so, you know, like if they're torturing animals, they may become serial killers. I'd say that probably qualifies. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I actually got a text from Lacey, so I'll put a real-time one that actually ties into that. Mm-hmm. Um uh, my niece, Annabella, told her grandpa very seriously that his dad loves him and everything is going to be fine. His dad has been dead for several months. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just, uh, you never know. Hi, Annabella. Hi, Andrews. Okay, so Jasmine Hernandez on Facebook. We were at the dinner table when my nephew just stopped, suddenly got very serious and made direct eye contact with me saying, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. I don't know if that's, I mean, they're, they're right there. Are you, did you, yeah, yeah. Well, you found me. I'm not hiding. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Liam, are you Liam Neeson? Ooh, yeah. What, what tools do you have? I have a particular <laughs> set of skills. All right. So that one wasn't scary, but maybe this one might be. Okay. I'm ready. My husband is a farmer, and late one night, I took my four-year-old and two-year-old to the field to pick him up from work. Well, while we were waiting for him to finish up, my two-year-old asked, Mommy, who's that man outside? I responded, I don't see a man. Is your Ken doll on the floor? Then my four-year-old piped up and said, he's right outside your door staring at you. 
He's scary. He has blood on his face. And uh, yeah, that's that was that it. That is like, freaky. So, is it the? There was just uh, yeah. So she said she called her husband to hurry the hell up. We left, but my girls are now five and seven, and they said. They still remember that man, and they will not go to that field. So I don't blame them. There must have been something, right? If they both saw it. So. Was it the curse of La Llorona? Yeah, La Rarona. What was uh, that tone? No, La Rarona. La La Rarona. Okay. Close enough. Yeah, Locus, the boring ass. That's her name on Twitter. Okay. I overheard a little girl referring. To the new daycare employee, say, hey, her eyes are pretty. I want to wear them on my charm bracelet. I think that's more just a kid being cutesy more so. Right. I I don't think they literally want to gouge them out of her eyes and attach them to a charm bracelet, though. uh, That might be a good premise for a, a horror movie. Yeah. Hey, when your kids were little, did you used to use like the baby vision monitors and stuff, you know, where you just kind of watch them and you kind of see a black and white photo and their eyes are kind of lit up? Yeah, we had one. It wasn't, you know, anything that was super special. But, uh, yeah, you know, we could keep an eye on the kids and uh, they were restless to begin with, but uh, nothing that was overly freaky or, you know, paranormal activity type, you know, with cameras all over the house and all of a sudden, you know, the baby starts hovering out of the bed or walking up the side of the wall and on the ceiling yeah well i don't think you'd live in a place like that if that happened with uh corver reese but uh this this lady uh i checked the night vision video monitor to make sure my two-year-old daughter was finally asleep since i hadn't heard a noise in a while i saw her standing up in her crib she then slowly bent all the way over in a way that looked humanly impossible cocked her head and said hi I guess it just freaked the lady out because she's watching the monitor and just a how okay. it'd be creepy if the baby looked directly into the monitor and started talking to her through it right like she knew okay Corey Dio says I was asleep on the couch when suddenly I had the feeling somebody was watching me I opened my eyes there were my three and four year olds standing next to my face they then smiled and said, We were watching you. So that really ties into what yours was. Like when you're yeah. in a deep sleep, there is really nothing creepier than people hovering above you just staring. It's, right. I don't know what it is. It is just the weirdest thing. My nephews used to do that to us when we would babysit them. If we would take a nap and they'd just be sitting there. Obviously, they're just waiting for you to wake up. So they can play or do whatever because, you know, they can't do it or don't have access to it. So they're going to do it above you. And that is just frightening. I mean, not like the Darth Vader mask. Like (laughs) that crap is just. When you don't know how long they've been standing there, how long they've been staring at you. um, You would hope that it was just a matter of seconds. But, uh, you know, if they were just standing there for minutes staring, that might be a little freaky. Yeah. You ever think, like, you ever wonder, like, will kids accept death of uh, the loss of their animals? Like, how they react? Um, well, we well, just lo- we just recently lost Marley, and uh, Reese was, he was upset, you know, but he understood what happened and why it happened and all of that. So, uh, yeah, I think kids can understand that. 
Yeah. Well, this lady, two days after my daughter turned two, we told her that her fish had died. Not as significant, no offense, not as significant as a dog. But uh, knowing she wouldn't fully understand, she nodded and she just said, everybody goes on the big train. Bye bye. Like the emotional attachment of a fish, I don't know anybody that's been super attached. It's just been like, oh, I really like that fish. It was a cool fish or whatever. Right. Kind of flush it. Yeah. But no one's ever. Uh, yeah, not done. not quite the same um, bond that you have with a dog or a cat or, or something uh, that gives you a, a little more love than I guess a fish does. But you guys yeah. can always chime in if we're wrong. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Tone. Well, you want one more? No. Uh-huh. You know what? Let's go for one more. Let's go one more. Yeah. One. This is a creepy one, so that's a good one to go out on. One day, my son was stare. He stared at the corner and asked, "Why is that man watching us? And why is his head like this?" Then he yanked his head at a sharp angle, similar to how a hanging victim would look. Needless to say, it freaked me the bleep out. Yeah, I'd say that that would certainly do the trick. Well, folks, that does it for Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids, Halloween edition. When we come back, we have a segment called We Can All Relate. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, October 19th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way, you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, I wanted to talk about things that we can all relate to. You know, there are those things that we all do in our everyday lives that uh, nobody really talks about, but we all share the same experience. So uh, I'm going to go through, see if uh, Tony shares those experiences as well. And I assume that you folks uh, listening can relate. Since the segment's called, we can all relate. So let's go ahead and kick things off with the first one. And uh, whoever this was uh, put together... uh, basically like cartoon pictures and things like that. We don't need the pictures to explain that. Uh, For instance, this one, when you have sort of that out-of-body experience of me forgetting that I exist while driving. You ever do that tone where you're just driving along and then you realize that the whole last like 10, 15, 20 minutes are just gone. You know, you you sort of space out, but you're still following the rules of the road. You're looking at It's the craziest thing that uh, you forget you exist while you're driving. Yeah, I drove, uh, I had that experience yesterday, I, and I have it often when I drive, which is kind of creepy. Sometimes I think in my head, I'm like, how in the hell did I not get in a wreck? Because I don't remember, like, the last, you know, whatever it took. So I drove down to Denver to pick up a friend yesterday at the airport, and uh, from about Frederick till I got to right under the freeway in, of E470, that's probably about a 20-mile 20, 20 little jaunt okay. right there. 
I don't remember anything from there to there. I don't remember driving it. Couldn't tell you what I had. But, I mean, I was paying attention. It's not like I was on my phone texting. It was just right. very much driving, listening to – I think I was listening to a podcast. But Yeah, uh, you sort of zone out. You put on some good tunes or you put on a uh, yeah. good podcast like this one. And uh, you just lose track of time. So uh, yeah. Again, time just went like that, too. Yeah, it's crazy. We can all relate. How about this one? Uh, when something clearly doesn't fit in the fridge, so you force the door shut <laughs> and let it fall out on someone else. Um, you know, I, I try not to do that because whatever can fall out is usually like milk or juice or something like that. And you don't want to worry about it. What I do similar to this is if I go to the grocery store and, uh, you know, we pile up the back of the car and uh, you close the hatch. As soon as you take off, you know everything sort of shifts to the back. And just trying to remember that uh, when you get home, that when you open it, that everything doesn't come, you know, avalanching out at you. Yeah, I actually, I, I live alone. So for me, I don't do that to myself because haha, the joke's on me if I do that. Um, I can relate with uh, overstuffing my little freezer. So inadvertently sometimes if, uh, you know, whatever's packed in there sometimes i'll have a nice little surprise come flying out at me um but not the refrigerator but i do yeah. have that with the tiny freezer yeah. so yes i can relate. at least it's frozen so it's not like it can spill all over the place but it might hurt no if it, falls it just on your it foot hurts or, if yeah. you're barefoot and that that son of a bitch falls out and hits you right on the foot that's happened before <laughs> moving on with things that we can all relate to how about this is it a universal thing to brush your teeth an hour before the dentist to try and hide the prior six months of neglect uh, not for me, dude. I brush. I brush my. It, people at work have told me that I have the best hygiene at work because I, <laughs> I brush my teeth after I eat lunch uh, or dinner. It doesn't matter. I brush my teeth. I actually do it uh, two to three times a day, so I don't have that problem. So yeah. that one I can't relate. I don't know about the neglect part, but at the same time, before going to the dentist, I will brush my teeth like I do too, extra yeah. well, more. For the fact that they probably get stinky breath in their face all day long. But uh, at the same time, you know, it, it is something strange that you go for a cleaning and brush your teeth right before. So. Yeah. What well, is even good? I brush my teeth before I do the radio show. Like, I feel like I have to have fresh breath to do this. Well, you, you know, <laughs> we, we have rolled out that new feature of smell-o-vision. So, uh, yes. So yeah. when, you, when you take those little prongs, insert a nose, a la Fry, Philip J. Fry, you, you know. You got minty fresh here, baby. <laughs> exactly. All right. This next one is for all of the Amazon Amazon shoppers out there. It says, uh, my impatient ass tracking the order I just placed two minutes ago. I, <laughs> I do that. We're all uh, not about two minutes, but I'll order something. And then a couple hours later, I'll check on him and be like, did it ship yet? Okay, no. And then a couple hours later, yeah, did it ship I, yet? I have done that. No, not in the two hours. That's a little ridiculous. Now, I have encountered members uh that have called about a costco.com order and which we don't handle but right. they'll cost they'll be like hey did it hey it, it, so it's gonna ship right now right i'm like i, I don't know like i don't work for costco <laughs> it ships when it ships and you politely give it but yeah but i can relate when i'm very excited for something or if i know that i'm gonna be out of the house and i know when to expect it um i'll do an updated check just to see like if it's out for delivery you know, is it something I need to uh, be aware of, you know, because living in a uh, open area where, you know, there's a lot of townhomes around me, people who just come up, take your package. Luckily, as I knock on wood here, it's 
it's a really good neighborhood and it hasn't happened to me so that's good um the one that j- drives me nuts is you know say it's a monday like today and you order something on I amazon i hate mondays <laughs> i decree no more mondays i decree <laughs> I, i'm yeah uh but it says you know scheduled to arrive uh by friday and then you know you check on tuesday and it doesn't show that it shipped yet but it still shows that it's scheduled to arrive by friday same with wednesday and then on thursday you're wondering is it really going to arrive by Friday? Because it doesn't even show it's shipped yet. But sure enough, it, it arrives by Friday. It really does. It's crazy how it works. I had uh, two things I ordered this last week, and it said expected arrival Sunday, which obviously was yesterday. Um, and I was surprised. I got, when I got home from work on Saturday evening, uh, sit on my porch. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, guess right. uh, we did this early. But uh, nonetheless, you know. That's always kind of a bad thing because I try to set deliveries up where they're going to be there when I'm home versus mm-hmm. where I'm at work until who knows when. So. Right, right. You don't want any porch pirates coming along. Exactly. All right, moving on with things we can all relate to. This one hits a little too close for home. Person says, five seconds after I lock the door, me. Did I lock the door? Um, every time Jesse and I go out to get in the car, I will 99.99% of the time lock the the house door we'll get in the car we'll start backing up and she'll always ask guaranteed did you lock the door yes yes <laughs> if you have that thought to ask if i lock the door yes i lock the door yes yeah, good man i do that a lot actually more often than not like obviously at my place you can't just lock the door behind and just shut it um, I don't have a fancy keypad or anything. Uh, I would love that. I got spoiled when I stayed with you. The keypad thing is <laughs> a beautiful oh, thing. It's great. Uh, I love it. Um, but my place has a janky, you have to like hold the door and crank the key. And obviously it's something you, you think you would remember, but you do it enough that you mentally just zone out. Like, did you do it? And I'll drive away and I'll be like, crap i don't know if i did and i'll turn her right back around real quick go check and sure and enough you you usually do. 99.9 i've yep. never actually i'm gonna say 100 percent of the time i've locked it i've never gone and been like oh crap i'm glad i i double checked it it's never happened i've locked it every time but i've had that panic almost on the daily i do that <laughs> all right well let's move on with the other things we can all relate to again another one that hits a little close to home does anyone ever Uh, Does anyone else ever pull their phone out to check the time, but then have to do it again because they forgot to actually look at the clock? Or am I just stupid? (laughs) Uh, I, you know, I get up in the morning and I've got a whole routine that I go through two hours before we even start the show. And there's times where, you know, there's I have to have certain things done by certain times. And I'll look at the clock to obviously check to make sure I'm on time. And then I'll see a notification or something like that, and two seconds later have to check again because I actually forgot to look at the clock. Yeah, that's uh, that's happened to me a few times. I usually, every time I want to tackle something, somebody usually asks me something or I get distracted. At work, it's a big one because I'll be like, okay, what time do I have to do this? And someone will be like, hey, can you look at my schedule or that? I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I go, crap, what time is it? I didn't even pay attention. All right. So, yeah. you. <laughs> Guilty of it, unfortunately. <laughs> Here's one that, uh, and we've talked about here on the show. My brain can retain the strangest pop culture movie TV show knowledge, 
but I relate to this guy who says, one of my biggest faults is when I ask someone their name and I forget to listen to what their name is. I really need to work <laughs> on this. I can't remember somebody's name I just met, but I can tell you the director of an obscure 1983 movie. Don't know why, it's just the way it works. That's crazy, yeah. Um, I pride myself at work to, to learn everybody's name. I, not their last name, I don't, that I don't ever ask, but their first name, obviously. Um, and we have one girl that we just hired and she has such a unique name and I can't even think of what it is right now. It's, I asked her three times, it still hasn't sunk in. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's such a weird name. Like we have one guy where his name is uh, Ikaika and that was really hard to say, but I kept calling him Ikaka. Oh no. You don't want to do that. Not on purpose. It was just a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Well, we are headed into our long break. About seven minutes. When we come back, we've got our call-in topic of the worst horror movie ever. We want to hear from you guys. But in the meantime, enjoy the news. Use the restroom. Do what you need to do. And we'll see you guys in a little bit. Don't go anywhere. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. in a crazy, crazy world, still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. It's Monday. We're halfway through the show. I think it's off to a good start. What about you? So far, so good. We haven't had, again, a knock on the wood. Uh, Words have not been hard. We've uh, been flowing through the segments nicely. No gardeners out in your complex uh, blowing leaves around? Not today, no. Not a single one. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, I went back and listened to Friday's show, and uh, it was a wonderful show, but every once in a while you got that... No, yeah. It sucks, because where where my office is, is right out to the main road, right here, and they were literally, like, right outside, just lawn mowing, and it just... Hard to... Hard in a non-soundproof room, so. Yeah, and uh, Tony's an hour ahead of me, so I wasn't quite sure, uh, you know... why people would get started gardening so early in the morning and then i realized he's an hour ahead so <laughs> yeah you're uh, like it was why the time. hell are they doing this uh, at uh, eight in the morning and i go well it's nine here so yeah <laughs> so like, oh, yeah difference. that's right but uh, in any case this is the interactive portion of the show we want to hear from you guys on our call-in topic now, as I mentioned last week, our call-in topics work a little bit differently now. Uh, we're not soliciting live call-ins at the moment because we realize that some of you maybe don't have the opportunity at 9.15 here on the uh, West Coast in the morning or want to chime in throughout the day. So that's why we are giving you guys the topic the day before 
for you to call in and uh, leave a message on the Phoenix line. Now, again, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-336-4973. Today's topic is the worst horror movie ever. Now, uh, I love... I love horror movies. Tony likes a, a good share of horror movies as long as they're yeah. good, but he doesn't quite explore the reaches of horror movies that uh, you know I, I like to go down. I've expanded my horizons thanks to Jimmy Jones having me on Pop Culture Kaboom. I watch <laughs> a ton of horror movie trailers, a ton. Yeah. Well, so I know a lot of horror movies, I just whether I've actually watched them. That's a whole other thing. Well, and a ton is the key phrase there because horror movies seem to be the easiest movies movies to make. And they come out all times of year from small budget to big budget. And sometimes the small budget ones are excellent. Other times they are terrible. Same with the big budget ones. You'll get you know movies that they've been pushing for months that are lackluster or disappointing. So what we wanted to do was talk about the worst horror movies ever. Plenty to choose from. For me, it was a movie that Tony and I went to the theaters to see. <sighs> had a lot of hype on it. Uh, you know, it was touted as the scariest movie ever. It's a movie called The Witch, and uh, no big names out oh, of it. Wait, no. I got something for you on that. Oh, you do? <sighs> yeah. No big yeah. names, no big actors, not a big director. You know, but they kept touting it. You know, the scariest movie in years. You know, some people couldn't even finish it. it was so scary. And you get in there, and it basically worked on slow, and I mean slowly, slowly building the suspense. Slow, up to a point where you expect it to pay off, and it doesn't. It falls flat. You know, you expect something to happen. And uh, what happened, Tony, when uh, the movie credits rolled, lights went up? What did somebody yell in the theater? Somebody was, they, it was quiet, and somebody, like, Chris and I were thinking this, but somebody st- was like, what the F was that? But of course, they really said uh, that one word, you know, quack, yeah. quack, yeah. rhymes with duck. Um, and we all started busting in just like your theater just busted into just laughing because everybody felt the same. Like, what the hell was going on? Like, it was the, the longest burn of a movie because it was just that slow build and the payoff was weak. Yeah, yeah. And they tried paying it off, but it wasn't anything surprising or scary or mind-blowing. It was just sort of a build-up to a little fizzle. Yeah, it was uh, It was extremely... Un- it was disappointing. It really was. <sighs> what about so you- it's hard. I don't buy into anything that says... Well, that was the day we quit buying into IGN's rating system. True. They, they even they, said they yeah. were like outstanding. Gave it a ten, um, and you're just like, man, if IGN gave that, and all the reviews were great on it, like all the top critics. And I'm just thinking, man, how many? How did the studio pay off this? Right. You know, to say the good things, because good lord, it was it was not good. It was pretty at bad. All. And now, speaking of horrible horror movies, any others come to mind on your part, Tone? I know we yeah, shared in that um, one, but for me, I. You know, I go back and I see a lot of horror movies as it more as an adult now, just to kind of see like what scared me as a kid. Is it still scary? And you know, Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge is a pile of dog crap. Yeah. It is terrible. The only thing that's remotely creepy is the beginning on the bus, because that always used to give me like that used to freak me out as a kid. Obviously, mm-hmm. taking a school bus, 
that scared me as a kid, and that still is it's pretty creepy, but the rest of the movie was very, very just blah. Yeah, it wasn't great. If I'm not mistaken, Wes Craven didn't direct that second one, right? But no, he came he back had for the third. Nothing to do with that okay. one. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know Wes Craven, who's the master of horror. I mean, not only from the Nightmare on Elm Street series, but the Scream series, and so many others that people didn't even know that he made. Uh, he does really well at crafting horror movies. Well. You know, I think the second one was a little more of a cash grab. They tried uh, bringing in somebody who would be a little less expensive than Wes Craven, and uh, it did not pay off. No, that that would be mine. I mean, that's just one of many. Obviously, I, you and I are both Elm Street fans, yeah. and I'm down with the other ones. The, the fifth one, The Dream Child, was meh. Yeah. Dream Warriors and, was the best, the third one. Oh, absolutely, and that one was Wes Craven they brought back into the fold. Yep. and it, All the Wes Craven ones were great. It, it so. definitely shows. Well, folks, it's that time. We want to hear from you. Chime in now on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Go to the live uh, uh, video there and chime in on the comments. When we come back, it's all about you guys and the worst horror movies ever. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude, Calabunga, to the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, October 19th. We are smack dab in the middle of our calling contest where we invite you guys to chime in on our topic today of the worst horror movies ever. Uh, we talked about The Witch, we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, but we want you guys to chime in. Let us know what you think in the comments section of our live video right now. That's over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video and comment there. Now, uh, the way we've been working these call-in topics is that uh, at the end of this segment, I'm going to give you guys tomorrow's topic for you to call in on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855 855- Three three six four nine seven three, and that way you guys can do it at any point during the day and uh, leave your input on whatever the topic may be. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we're talking worst horror movies ever. Tony, uh, on your end, has anybody chimed in uh, on uh, what their pick is? 
Yeah, Lacey has said uh, that she did not like Annabelle. She liked all the Conjuring movies, but Annabelle was not uh, was not that great. You know, I enjoyed the first Annabelle, but there's been two other ones since. Not as good. I agree. The other one is The Nun. The Nun, eh, not so much. Now, the only thing with that one is uh, they had uh, Vera Farmiga's uh, daughter play the younger version of her, which uh, was kind of cool because it, it looked like almost an identical younger version of uh you know her character from the conjuring gotcha yeah you know i liked i saw the first conjuring i didn't watch all the sequels and stuff oh no i i just got back into uh you and i were talking off air um we went back and watched scream obviously you watched it and i watched it i watched scream 2 last night and one of the funny things they said they're like yeah the sequels suck and for horror movies it typically uh you know stands the test of time or doesn't stand the test of right time, right know, but uh, you know some some sequels are better than others like we like we said dream warriors was awesome right. but, well conjuring uh, 2 was a fantastic sequel to the original uh, i know they're working on the third one but uh yeah for the most part the sequels definitely fall flat um or you have sequels that have nothing to do with the franchise at all like halloween <laughs> 3 um, you know, Halloween one, you had a great season movie. of the witch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first one, you had a great sort of twist where uh, Jason Voorhees mother was the killer. In the second one, Jason comes back and, uh, you know, he's got that burlap bag on his head. And then the third one had nothing to do with Jason whatsoever. And then in the fourth one, he comes back and gets the hockey mask. Uh, who made those decisions? I have no idea. But uh, I have no idea. While we're waiting for you guys to chime in and feel free. Oh, you know, actually, Kendra just chimed in. She said, last house on the left, that movie still haunts me. Uh, the question is, which version, Kendra? Is it uh, the original, uh, I want to say 1979 version, uh, which was fantastic, or the remake that they did uh, about 10 years ago, uh, which was not so good. But uh, that had one of the most graphic uh, rape scenes in movie history and was definitely disturbing to watch. Nope, yeah, she said the ooh. new one. Yeah, New one wasn't as good as the original. No, yeah. I also got one here. Lacey also said the, the most recent Halloween wasn't that great either. I agree. I was looking forward to Jamie Lee Curtis coming back into the Halloween fold. It didn't pay off the way that uh, the original really did and even the second one was fantastic yeah so um running down a list of the worst horror movies of all time here's one tony that uh, i'm sure you saw when you were working uh at the movie theaters actually i think it came out after the fact but uh, see no evil does that ring any bells oh it does uh, who's in it well it's uh, the first film released by wwe films and uh oh it was the one with kane with kane right? exactly mm, I, i've seen bits I and no pieces of it. See it i not yeah. great not great at all um how about this one the original was fantastic it was uh, uh cabin fever which i mean that was the first movie by uh eli roth which you know he came okay. he came out and did the hostile movies and uh it does a lot of the the quote-unquote torture porn movies First one was great. It was terrifying. The third one, Cabin Fever 3, Patient Zero, not so much. Mm, can't, can't say I've seen those. Tony, did you ever see Darkness Falls with the uh, 
the evil creature was the Tooth Fairy. This sort of followed, uh, you know, the ring and uh, uh, the grudge and all of that. This was their attempt to try and make an iconic horror villain. Uh, and it didn't pay off. No, never saw that. Uh, again, it's all part of those that... Uh, I. I know we got a gem coming soon. We just did a... I covered a trailer yesterday for pop culture, and it was called Tar. So it's about a monster that comes out of the uh, tar pits in Los Angeles and terrorizes people while he wears his safety work boots. (laughs) So some construction workers wake an evil monster that looks like Bigfoot out of the tar pits, and they call him Tar Man. Yeah. That's pretty bad. I'm telling you, I see a lot of weird crap. Uh, well, trailer-wise. <laughs> and it's every horror franchise's hopes to have an iconic character like Jason or Freddy or, you know, a ghost from, from Scream. But uh, <laughs> sometimes they feel just a little forced. Ooh, uh, Kendra yes. also chimed in Doom Generation. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, doesn't sound great, though. <laughs> no. No, even, ooh, that was also, we one day maybe do like the the best or worst of the rock movies because Doom was terrible. Oh, that was Remember he bad. was in that? Yeah. Whoa. Speaking of the Tooth Fairy, not from Darkness <laughs> Falls, but... Uh, <laughs> and we were talking about sequels. This one was... I mean, the second one was pretty bad. The third was even worse. Poltergeist 3, where they oh, were in the... That was the one in the building, right? In the building. Tom Skerritt was probably the big name out of that one. Again, the second one was pretty bad, but that was that one was awful. That one was bad. Carol Ann! That shit still is freaky, dude. Oh, yeah. This house is clean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know her real life name is Zelda? Is it really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Does she go on adventures and fight Ganondorf and look for the (laughs) Triforce? Ding, 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 ding. House is clean. Speaking of remakes, awful horror movie remakes uh the island of dr moreau from 1996 that was pretty terrible i don't even know if you could count it as a horror movie but that's where he was uh experimenting on uh combining animal genes with human genes and uh it was it was not good no i never saw that one but uh i knew it had marlon brando and he was really fat he was yep yeah yeah Uh, Kendra followed up on Doom Generation, says uh, included Rose McGowan. It's dark and twisted. Um, Speaking of uh, scary things, have you seen Rose McGowan recently? Yeah. I liked her in Scream. She always had those beamers. (laughs) She was great in Scream. Her eyes were always wide open. Yeah. Yeah. In the garage scene. Like, (laughs) that was the dumbest kill scene in a horror movie, too. Like, what makes you think you're going to get through a little dog door in your... In that scene. <laughs> I, hey, apparently if that's the only way you can escape, that's the only way you can escape. Obviously she didn't and got crushed by the uh, door. Not, but not with the beamers you ain't getting No, there. no. <laughs> All right. Moving on with the worst horror movies ever. Um, I hate it when franchises go way outside of the box. So, you know, we were going through HBO and they've got like all the Leprechaun movies and they had Leprechaun in space, and Le- Leprechaun in the hood. But in think, the hood. And then, what was it? Leprechaun returned in the hood. Oh, it was terrible. But what about Jason X? Where Jason oh, Voorhees terrible. is in space? Oh. Oh. I mean, my stomach just churns trying to think 
about who I can't actually they thought they that. could pull that Jason off. Jason yeah. Space, woof. <laughs> like I found that the reason why they stretched like Jason X and then the one after is because they were trying to do a Freddy versus Jason, but they kept couldn't get the story right, so they had to keep the rights to the franchise and had to make a movie. So they churned out crap like that. Right. So and Freddy versus Jason wasn't great. But it was entertaining, and you got to see two iconic characters finally mash up, and and uh, um, it was a fun movie, but wasn't all that wonderful. No, it wasn't that great. It was okay. It had a bitchin' soundtrack, though. That it did. That it did. It had a bitchin' soundtrack. It's funny. I'm going through this list, and there are so many terrible ones, but uh, I haven't even gotten to one that I, I knew I was going to come across. We talk about him. We love his comedy movies, at least his early ones. Kevin Smith trying to do horror movies, specifically Tusk. That movie was awful. It was like he tried to do his own version of like Human Centipede. The human Centipede. Yeah. And it did not pay off. It was. Well, it even had Justin Long in it, which, you know, um, I kind of feel like his career kind of went off the, the rails. But uh, at least he's, Kevin Smith still gives him a job. So that's good. Well, but it, Tusk looked. Tusk was just awful. I couldn't get through it. No. It was terrible. It was bad. And Justin Long, you know, for instance, um, he was in the Jeepers Creepers, uh, the first one, a little bit in the second. Uh, that was a fun movie that, you know, again, wasn't great, but it was fun. Did you know there was a third Jeepers Creepers? Uh, that was terrible. I couldn't. Whoa. I had to turn I it off. I saw it on the four ninety nine killer sale on Voodoo when I was flipping through. It was like, well, I didn't even know they made a third one. Hey, if you paid four ninety nine, you would have paid way too much. But <laughs> in any case, folks, that does it for our call-in topic of the worst horror movies ever. Tomorrow is actually not a call-in topic. It is a call-in contest. It's another Phoenix face-off with Rank It. Tony's going to take us through a rank list that... Uh, I have no idea what it is, and it's going to be you versus me. Now, if you want to enter that contest, it's very easy. Go over to phoenixmedia.us, go to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and when you scroll down further on the page, there's a contest entry form, and everybody who enters in there will be uh, given a chance to be the call-in person to compete yeah. with whatever it may be. So we'll send out more information on that on the Facebook page, but uh, definitely ask that you guys uh, enter the contest and we'll have some wonderful, wonderful prizes for you to potentially win. Now, folks, when we come back, it is another edition of the Phoenix Tank. We're going to run through some Kickstarter gadgets, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, October 19th. Now uh, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. We talk about it a couple times each show and even more so now that that's how we rely on our call-in topics to come in. That number is 855 Phoenix Radio, 855 F E N I X R D O, or 855 336 4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. As I mentioned, our call in topic tomorrow is actually a call in contest where uh, we want you guys to head over to our uh, website, phoenixmedia.us, click on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can uh, fill out the contest entry form for a chance 
at our uh, topic tomorrow, which is rank it. And uh, Tony's going to take us through a list. It'll be me versus you if you're the one chosen, and we'll let you know. But uh, in any case, it should be a lot of fun. Now, in this yeah. segment, wanted to revisit a, a segment topic that we uh, talk about every once in a while. It's something that I've actively named the Phoenix Tank. And uh, I asked Tony about uh, a couple different Kickstarter gadgets, find out if he'd be willing to invest. So let's go ahead and kick off this version of Phoenix Tank. First up on the Phoenix Tank is a thing called the Zen Egg. It's a mindfulness tool. And for those of you who are watching, you'll see a little um, picture of what we're talking about. The backers or, or the people who put it up there are seeking a $5,000 goal, but they've already reached $21,079 or $21,079 to be exact. Story behind this, it says, we find ourselves in a fast-changing and uncertain environment, having to learn new ways of doing things and adapting to the new normal. This is causing us a great deal of stress, frustration, fear of the unknown, and even anger. Zenegg is a tool that helps us to cope with the uncertainties and the challenges we are facing. It reminds us to create some time for ourselves only. It supports us to calm down and self-reflect, which in turn helps us to adapt our perception of the world or change our habits and behavior. Now, Zenegg, as you can see, is a wooden egg that does absolutely nothing <laughs> it is a uh, <laughs> it's a zen egg man it is literally a wooden egg that you stick in a place to help remind you to be mindful about whatever time it is Ooh, tony's getting a call um yep i muted that sucker and uh you know it, it has the novelty of you know if you push it around it always kind of ends up standing back upright but other than that it is a wooden egg it costs thirty dollars <laughs> and does nothing more than remind you to be mindful. So, uh, Tony, the Zen egg, wooden egg that, uh, you know, every once in a while you, you, you need that reminder. But is this enough of a reminder at 30 bucks a pop for you to invest? How about new? No, that's a pass for me. I'm going to uh, just... Doesn't sound like a winning combination at all. No, no. I, <laughs> I, it just seems like a, piece, like a wooden egg. That, it's just like... Somebody took wood, they made it nice looking, and just sits there. And you tell yourself, you're like, oh, Zen egg, I'm having a stressful day. I've got seven trucks tonight, no drivers. How will I ever do this? Oh, Zen egg, I oh, feel guide so me, Zen egg. my night. Yeah, <laughs> no. I no. agree. It sounds to me like something that uh, somebody found on Alibaba or AliExpress that they could get for $2.50 a piece and then crafted an idea or a story about, okay, how can I get the most money out of a wooden egg? But right. there were enough people who were uh, interested in it that, uh, you know, they've, they've way gone outside of their goal, but not enough for me, and it sounds like not enough for you, Tone. Nope. Hard pass. All right, well, let's, let's move on to our next Phoenix Tank item. There we go. So for those of you who can see it on the screen, this is a item called Fussy, the refillable deodorant. They are seeking a goal of $6,269 and have already raised 91519 This is what they have to say about it. We're fussy about everything. 
So when we notice the huge amounts of single-use plastic ending up in our oceans from everyday bathroom items like deodorant, we had to wonder if there was a better way. And it turns out there is. This is our story so far, and we'd love your armpits to be a part of it. And it is a refillable, they use eco-materials, uh, impact guaranteed, it's effective, no nasties, patent pending, and you can get your fussy starter pack for about 22 bucks, which includes the container and two refills. Um, they've got different scents that you can choose from. Tony, the fussy deodorant refillable. Looking out for the oceans in the world, is it something you would invest in? I got a little babu in there where it was like, I think the idea behind it is neat. I'll give it that. It's unique, like refillable deodorant. Okay, but you know what? At the same time, if I need new deodorant, I just go buy a new one. Like, and if, I, and if I'm environmentally friendly, I will just take the plastic once I'm done using it, when it's completely empty, and I'll recycle it. And I'll only pay about three bucks, and I can at least know what it smells like ahead of time, because... Who the hell knows what that's going to smell like? So I'll give it a up on the fact that it is outside the box thinking. But for me personally, I am not investing. Well, and in the fight against single-use plastic, I don't think deodorant is exactly the uh, the item to go after. I don't know about you, Tony, but a, a thing of deodorant lasts me about two months at the very yeah. least. You know, and I use it every least, day. Yeah. I don't think we're making enough waste in the deodorant area that this would be something to concentrate on. You know, look at more other single-use plastic, especially with what we're dealing with in the coronavirus age, that everything's gone back to single-use now. You know, where are the eco-warriors out there trying to combat, uh, you know, all of these little single-serve cups and things, just tr try and fight Oh, yeah. You think yeah. about that at uh, restaurants and stuff. You go to get, like, drinks and stuff, and you get one use out of that cup. That's it. No refills. If you want a refill, you got to go see and get another right. cup. If you want ketchup, it comes in a little little cup. If you want ranch, it comes in a little cup. Uh, if you want salt and pepper, it comes in those little paper containers. Um, yeah, and you better shoot if you're asking for that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now, now, the one thing I do have to say is in the world of uh, eco-warriors, you know, uh, California went after straws, which I can understand, you know, they don't want them dumped into the ocean. But if you're a landlocked state and you have to deal with those terrible paper straws, they're awful. Oh, they go soggy after two sips. They're, they're not great. Um, the potato straws, the ones made out of the potato starch are not bad, though. Huh, never tried those, but I can tell you I'm with you. The paper shower reminds me of eating cereal that gets really soggy. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just slimy at the tip. All right. So uh, the fussy uh, refillable de deodorant, that's a no-go for Tony. Let's move on to our last one along the Phoenix tank. Pop it up on the screen for you there. It is called Tushy, the modern wet wipe alternative. <laughs> Tushy, tushy, when you want to wipe your ass. Tushy, tushy, <laughs> spray it when you don't have gas. Tushy, tushy. <laughs> they are seeking 5,000. I gave you a jingle for that crap. I appreciate it. Yeah, They're no worries. <laughs> seeking five grand, but they've already raised $61,608. Here's their description. Meet Tushy, the modern wet wipe technology. 
sophisticated, simple to use, sustainable, and more sanitary than dry toilet paper. We are upgrading your bathroom experience. With its premium engineered components and modern minimalist appearance, Tushy is a product for everyone and anyone. The result is a refreshing hygienic experience that can be used inside the comfort of your own home. Now looking through to get your Tushy, um, the early bird kit costs you $45. That includes the dispenser, the cleansing foam, the wall attachment, and the USB cable. Apparently it attaches to a USB. Um, and it looks like the regular price will be $50 for that. Tony, are you using Tushy to wipe your ass? <laughs> well, that's going to be a no, sir. Um, I'm not buying into that. If I, okay, if I want an alternative way where I don't need some dry toilet paper, sandpaper, earth first, scratch my booty hole, I would <laughs> just gladly use Cottonelle wipes or Kirkland Signature flushable wipes. I was just easy say. on Easy on the cheekers, cleans it thoroughly. All natural. No big deal. And it keeps, you know, the cheeks are moist when you're done, you know, when you go to the Sherwood Forest. Everything's clean. Yeah. It rocks. It's yeah. biodegradable, and you get a ton. You know, you were talking about the Kirkland ones. I use the Kirkland ones ever since discovering them. I love them. And I use them in combination with the dry toilet paper. Just make sure I got everything. But you can get a box for what twelve, thirteen, fourteen bucks, and it'll yeah. last you. And forever. they last. They, you know, they Not last forever, a lot, forever. and and they come in handy. You know, they they really do. And this thing, it just seems more of a pain in the ass. Like, what if you forget to charge this thing? What do you got? What are you gonna do then? What if it breaks down? What are you gonna wipe your ass with? Right. Yeah. This is. You gotta uh, refill it. You know. I, I don't even like the idea of it. It's lame. I gotta give this one a thumbs down. Ooh. Well, Tony went thumbs for zero for three in our Phoenix Tank Kickstarter gadgets. But you know what? We'll post them up for you guys to check out. It might be something you're interested in. When we come back, it is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back. You know, it is the fourth and final segment of this hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, Monday, October 19th. It just flew by. But if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well. Or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? How about new? Oh, Dr. <laughs> Evil doomed us to the Stay Puff Marshmallow. That's man. right, freaky deaky. I brought back Stay Puff, and you know what? He's going to terrorize everybody. <laughs> While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because why, Tony? Tushy is squishy and sharing is caring. I couldn't agree more. Well, folks, it is the final segment tushy, of the show. Tushy. And as we like to do each and every day is drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh as well. It is this day in history. <laughs> us in the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. 
Thank you, Siri. All right. Well, let's it kick still off. still makes me laugh. You know, we've been doing that for a while, and that's, for whatever reason, still get a chuckle. <laughs> it, it beat having to record, re-record the entire segment intro, and just dropping Siri in there makes makes things so much easier. And fun, too. I like so. it, buddy. All right. Let's kick off this day in history. This day in 1512, Martin Luther, not King Jr., just Martin Luther, becomes a doctor of theology. And, of course, he is the basis for the Lutheran sect arm, whatever you want to call it, of the Christian religion. Gotcha. I thought you were going to say he's John Cena and he's the doctor of thugonomics. <laughs> I like those odds. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. I don't. All right. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1781, British forces under General Charles Cornwallis signed terms of surrender to George Washington at Comte de Rochambeau at Yorktown at 2 p.m., ending the U.S. Revolutionary War. Wow, that is very specific about uh, the day, time, and place of uh, when that all happened. Yeah. So Rochambeau, is that, isn't that where you go kick the other person in the nuts? No, that's uh, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe I got that from South Park. <laughs> Rochambeau is like they went and kicked that. It was, I just remember Cartman kicking some, one of the kids in the nuts on that show. Whatever, I'll do what I want. I'm glad you had that sound bite. <laughs> All right, moving on this day in 1853, the first flour mill in Hawaii begins operations. And, uh, boy, everything we do nowadays revolves around flour and production. And, and so that was a, a huge get back in uh, 1853. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Carbs. Love carbs. We need a, uh, 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 oh, what's her name? Martha Stewart drop. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But we don't have that. We don't. Here's one that everybody knows the song. This day in 1901, Edward Elgar's Pomp and Circumstance March premieres in Liverpool. And, uh, of course, if you've ever gone to a graduation, it's what you hear. Or if you ever saw, was it Ric Flair? Um, nope. He was the macho man. That's right. The savages, the music. Yeah, it was, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he picked that one. Rick Flair's was uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's it, every time I hear so, it, I think of the old uh, uh, NES uh, um, WWF game because they had uh -huh. that horrible MIDI version of him coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on this day in 1926. I really only picked this one because this guy's picture is awesome. Um, wish I could share it, but I can't. But uh, Russian Politburo, pol I don't know what that is, throws Pulitburo, out... Politburo, my picture profile on Tinder is very sexy. If you swipe right, I give you good date night. <laughs> throws out <laughs> Leon Trotsky and his followers. And if you think of a 1920s Russian... Uh, that's this guy is iconically 1920s Russian. Yes, I want to take you out on Tinder in 1920. We don't swipe right. I just grab you by hair. I take you out and I say, "Eat this food, please." <laughs> they made Mama made it for you. Now you eat. <laughs> Moving on this date in 1932, Henry Ford gives his first radio speech. I know he obviously founded the Ford Motor Company. The Model T was a, um, mm -hmm. a huge thing in the world of assembly lines. I didn't realize that he did radio speeches. 
have to see if I can Radio's find one of Radio's page, one day you will buy the Ford Escape. It's a 2018, it's a hot car, it'll get you around, it looks very beautiful, and at 64,000 miles, your engine will take a big fat crap, and you will be stranded as Ford Radio Motors. Thank you for listening to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, Phoenix Media Network. Thank you. Where did you pull that clip from, Tone? It's, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> All I right. basically mimicked the intro to this segment. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. This day in sports history, 1957, Montreal Canadien Maurice Rocket Richard becomes the first Richard. NHLer to score 500 goals. Uh, that Damn. was a big. That was a big feat, especially back then when their goalies had, I mean, the pads covered basically the entire goal, and it was almost impossible to score. They get today's. Good job. Yeah, I agree. Here's a name that came up earlier, but in a different iteration. This day in 1960, Martin Luther King Jr. is arrested at an Atlanta sit-in and uh, for a civil rights act. And we mentioned uh, last week that uh, after this period in time, he had won a Nobel Peace Prize. So uh, good on you, Martin Luther King. Yes. Uh, oh, good for you. Speaking of NHL, this day in 1966, Bobby Orr makes his NHL regular season debut for the Boston Bruins against the Detroit Red Wings. And if you are a Bruins fan, that Bobby Orr is a name synonymous with that franchise. Yeah. Oh, my! He's on fire! I know that's a basketball <laughs> one, but whatever. I don't think NHL had a version of that. So. They didn't. They didn't. There were some fun uh, NHL games, though. Uh, a Blades yeah, of Steel. They- yeah, they mimicked some stuff, but never quite NBA Jam-ish. No, no. But, uh, oh, Blades of Steel was so much fun when you would get into a fight with the other player. Oh, yeah. Oh, so much fun. All right. That's one badass thing about hockey is that you can actually, they let them throw fists for a minute. They do. They do. I never understood why, but, you know, it just seems to be part of the game now. So. Yeah. All right, moving on this day in 1973. The worst of the individual Beatles, Ringo Starr releases his music single for Photograph in the UK. Again, much better together than they were apart. But you know what? They had to move on after uh, Yoko Ono and John Lennon broke everything up. And uh, unfortunately, two of them didn't live long enough for them to get back together and, and do any sort of reunion tour. So I put out my song. It was called Her Photograph. That's all I have. That's all I want. I thought you were going to go into uh, the Ringo Starr version of Nickelback's photograph. Yeah. Look at this photograph. (laughs) All right. Moving on. This day in 1990, Dances with Wolves, directed by Kevin Costner and starring Kevin Costner and Mary McDonald, premieres in Washington, D.C. and won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1991. Uh, Fantastic movie. Of course, that was Kevin Costner in his prime. He hadn't quite reached uh, Waterworld status yet that uh, essentially killed his career for the next Yeah, well, that's because he kept doing those epic three-hour movies that were so damn long, man. Yeah. And I was also disappointed that he never really danced with wolves in that movie. No, no. I was waiting for like a little, uh, ho- you know, like some hoedown dances, some swing dancing. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. A little music montage in the middle of a battle scene. Yeah, I was waiting for some footloose, but it never happened. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> this day in 1999. <laughs> 
<laughs> so dumb. The song Believe single is released by Cher, and it was a Billboard Song of the Year for 1999 and Grammy Award Best Dance Recording for the year 2000. Uh, never a big <laughs> Cher fan. <laughs> exactly. It's as good as you remember it, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Not a big <laughs> Cher fan. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of her as an actress or a singer, but hey, you know, people love her, and that's why she won all sorts of awards. Yeah, but did you enjoy the Could You Turn If You Turn Back Time video when you were a kid? I, I couldn't get past butt, the there hair. There was a lot of butt cheeks up on that. Yeah, I mean, if you look from basically the shoulders down, it was okay, but uh, I know, her face always, uh, yeah, and the voice was <laughs> always just a little too much. How do you really feel, Tone? <laughs> Finally, I'm myself up on a Monday. This day in 2005, Saddam Hussein goes on trial in Baghdad for crimes against humanity, and he was eventually executed. And uh, the world is a better place without him. So uh, I would agree. I always thought as a kid that his name was so damn insane, but hey. yeah, it's pretty true. It Saddam Hussein. Saddam. Insane. <laughs> and before we head out for the day, let's run down some holidays for uh, this day, Monday, October 19th. Holidays! Today is Dress Like a Dork Day. Every day. Also every day, Evaluate Your Life Day. Oh gosh, I do that every break of every minute uh, of every day. Here's an odd one. International Adjust Your Chair Day. Okay. It is International Gin and Tonic Day. Well, go smoke some juice. <laughs> I screwed that one up. <laughs> I look like a little midget after adjusting yeah, you my do. <laughs> It is National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day, which is always a good thing. National Seafood Bisque Day, which is always good. And it is New Friends Day. So go out there, make some new friends, have a fun one. And folks, when we come back, we will see you uh, on a Tuesday, and we're going to do Animal Tales. So you won't want to miss that tomorrow. In the meantime, have a wonderful Frankie. Monday. Oh, and Rake it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys.